So, Dan. Yep. I know we talk about hockey sport a lot. We sure don't. But there is a whole other world of other entertain sport. Other entertain sport? Sure. TV yep. sport? TV sport. Screen sport. Screen sport. Nailed it. Nailed it. What have you been watching in your latest uh, screen sport? Let's see. I've been watching this great new program, uh, Sweeping the Nation. Uh, I think it has the most views of any program on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Prime. A, a TV series. It's a TV series. Cool. Yeah, it's a TV series. It's Very a sitcom, cool. actually. It's a sitcom. Oh, a sitcom. Yeah. It's like you a, always need a good sitcom. Yeah, it sort of follows in the classic uh, kind of sitcom formula of Friends and MASH and... Uh, Seinfeld. Uh, Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, it's called Jeers, mm-hmm. the Gary Bettman sitcom. Oh, Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. Such an exciting way that Gary Bettman is branching out from yep. his hockey ruining career. Yep. Um, he he's it's it's about Gary Bettman, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. He plays himself, um, sort of a send up of his own personality. You know, a little bit more quirky, a little bit more uh, grumpy. It's kind of like a George, but they're trying to make him a bit of a George character. He's sort of a George slash Jerry. Larry David from Curb Larry David Gary character, sort of a lovable Grinch. I can see it totally. It's kind of a PR piece. They're trying to represent Gary Batman in a, in a different light. That's right, and he's got a great cast of supporting, fun, wacky characters. Um, Eugene Melnick, great character. Um, Peter Shytown, Peter Shirley. And yeah, again, it just follows sort of the exploits of uh, Gary Batman, the ins and outs of the league, and you learn a lot about uh, what makes the Batman tick. Oh, and this is the first season of it, right? There's been, what, 10 episodes? Yeah, there's been 10 episodes. Did it, you it, binge them? Oh, man, I binged them hard. I binged them hard. Uh, they're great, but maybe not a lot of people know about them. So, I mean, we should, we could play a little bit on on our... Yeah, let's play a little bit of the Gary Batman sitcom. It's called Jeers. Yep. And uh, we even have the opening uh, five minutes of the pilot right here. Yeah, it's great. So uh, here, here's a little taste. Presenting the cup in the league today takes everything you got. Taking a break with a lockout year sure would help a lot. Couldn't you stall on the CBA? Sometimes it's hard to go where everybody moves your name. Cause you tried to ruin the game. You want another American team, like Phoenix or Tampa Bay? Maybe in Seattle no one will boo your name. The Gary Bettman sitcom was filmed in front of an angry Canadian audience. Cut to interior shot, daytime. (laughs) T-Mobile Arena. Phil Pritchard stands with the Stanley Cup. Gary Bettman approaches. I'm Gary Bettman. How are you, Phil? Oh, yeah, doing doing pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I uh, got it all shined up for you. Looks like it could be tonight. Looks like uh, Washington might take it home tonight. Uh, you ready to go? Very excited to see Vegas win the cup tonight. <laughs> well, I don't think that would happen tonight since it's game five. Oh, right. Slipped my mind. I just assumed Vegas was going to win. Interesting, Gary. That's... That's interesting. So, I was, uh, don't know how to say this. I was thinking, maybe I should present the cup once again. It's going to be great. They love me here in Vegas. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They might know who you are. 
But if they do, they might also boo you? <laughs> boo? Yeah, boo! Boo who? Well, no need to cry about it, Gare. <laughs> Have you considered just for, you know, new franchise, maybe boo you, me. you don't present this one? Boo me? But I'm Gary Bettman. <laughs> Nobody boos me. <laughs> No, but sometimes, you, you, you gotta admit that there's been times in the past where people boo you. I think you're confusing boos with cheers. Jeers? Cheers. Jeers? Cheers. I don't think they're cheersing you, you, you Gary. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but what if I was thinking I could just present, just in case you wanted to take a break. You could you could give me the you could give me the cup. I'll go out there with the white gloves like I do. I'm I'm practiced. I can lift it. I think this time, you know, that way they'd really have something to cheer about instead of you know. Phil, I'm going out there, and you'll hear it. They're gonna cheer. I mean, you gave them a franchise. There's no reason why they wouldn't cheer you. Eh? They love me in Vegas. <laughs> you know, I was just I, I didn't want to offend Gare. I just felt like maybe if I finally presented the cup. My soul would be released from the curse that makes me live forever and constantly guard this horrible piece of silver? Nonsense, Phil. You're one of the five souls I use to reincarnate myself again and again and again. Yeah, but while you're never dying, I live a life of torment and torture. If you keep talking like that, Phil, I'm gonna force another lockup. All right, let's see what happens. Good luck out there, Gare. Cut to interior day. T-Mobile Arena, on the ice, Gary Bettman approaches with the Stanley Cup. Well, I want to congratulate the Vegas Golden Knights for winning the Stanley... C What's that, Alex? Win the Stanley Cup <laughs> you didn't win? Yeah! Oh, no, you did. I wasn't watching the game. Oh, the Vegas Mafia is going to have my nards. Wow. Wow. Uh, that was I'm depressing. I'm impressed they were able to find a studio audience that booed as little as that. I can't believe you binge-watched that whole thing. Yeah, you know, I can't believe I binged it either. You know, it was that or watch the entire 2011 series again. So, if you like Gary Bettman... Uh... Is there an end to that sentence? I don't... I, I got confused I for a second. I feel like I blacked out end. after I said that. Yeah. You, your eyes went dark. Is my eye okay? Because it feels like I... I you're like, bleeding. It feels like there's blood yeah, in my bleeding. eye. Your eyes are bleeding. Yeah. It's like watching a disaster happen. Uh, which is pretty much why we boo Gary Bettman. It's because you... It's the same way you would boo the Hindenburg. You would boo the Titanic. Why we boo. Why we boo. I can't wait to boo his ass at the draft. In Vancouver. One of our goals in life is to boo him in person. We gotta bring signs. We should bring signs. What should our signs say? Hmm. I don't think hmm is a good sign. I feel hmm, much dot, stronger dot, 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 than question mark? hmm. 
I think we can do stronger. Our signs can just say boo, like B-O-O, exclamation mark. We just can just hold them up. I love that. It's a pretty good sign. That's a great sign. We should have boo signs with us everywhere. There will be times in the rest of this podcast where one of us will hold up our boo signs. Mm -hmm. You won't be able to see it. You won't be able to see it, but it'll be a cue between hosts to uh, switch the subject quickly because this is not working. Yep. You know? Yep. So... There may be times where there's abrupt changes, and that's because the boo sign has been held, and we will mention it probably. Also, if you have your own boo sign at home and you don't like something that we say, feel free to hold it up. Or mail it to us. Mail mail us your boo signs. Please mail us your boo signs. This is a audio podcast, so uh, paper signs folded in envelopes is probably the best way to reach us. For every boo sign you mail us, we'll boo Gary Bettman that much harder during the draft. How about that? It's kind of like those charity drives that you get where it's like, send this envelope back with your donation. Please send us yeah. donations boo of booze. donations, yeah. So yeah. that we can hold up not just our voices, which we know will hold a certain weight, but the voices of the people. We are like members of parliament. It's like signing a boo We are your representatives, and we want to everyone to know that we have the support of the masses behind us. With a collage of boo signs. Help us win the boo election. I just keep thinking boo Brofsky. <laughs> All ghost team. Boo Horvath. Should we dress up as Gary Bettman? I went. Draft? This is a this is a fun fact. I went as Gary Bettman for Halloween years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went as Gary Bettman. I remember that. And my friend went as a hockey player in handcuffs, and it was during the lockout. That's beautiful. Yeah. But people didn't really get it. Yeah. Because I didn't get booed as much as I should have. Well, uh, I'm proud to say that for the 11th time, we are queuing the Hockey Sport Podcast theme boozik. <laughs> You know whose number is 11? Um, Mark Fiesier. Not the best pun. This is our 11th show, which means we are sponsored by Lay's Potato Chips, original flavored, in uh, honor of uh, Marcus. Marcus Commodus. Marcus Commodus Messieridius. For some reason, Lay's insisted on sponsoring only our 11th podcast which seemed cruel but they've realized how much our honest reporting on the tragedies of Marc Messier has hurt their brand and I think they're trying to bring us down one of our biggest uh, detractors uh, adversaries is the Lay's potato chip conglomerate they're definitely in league with all the darkest parts of the NHL Hockey League. We're talking about the Vegas Golden Mafia. We're talking about the Anunnaki Lizard players. We're talking about the Cyborgs. We're talking about... We're, we're talking about a lot of stuff. The Deep State NHL. Um, it doesn't get much com. higher up than the Lay's Potato Chip organization. The Lay's Potato Chip organization definitely funds all of these other evil organizations around the NHL. It's a huge part of the reason why there isn't a team in Quebec City. A huge part of the... Oh, my God. When Lay's came out with their made with 100% Canadian potatoes slogan, 
Their original, more truthful slogan was made with 100% Canadians. Definitely. It's definitely made of Canadian tears, skin, muscle, bone. Some, some tissue, fatty sure. tissue, liver, oil from Canadian flesh. They're definitely killing Canadian dreams by funding the NHL deep state. The original Soylent Green is Lay's potato chips. Both those statements are irrefutable. Anything you'd like to add? I'll never eat Lay's again. Except the barbecue flavor. Mm, I'm a salt and vinegar guy. Remember, folks, this is the 11th of the 1700-part series. It, you're, hopefully you're in it for the long haul, because we are... Which brings us to an important discussion we want to have with you, our audience, which is naming our heirs. Sadly, we might die before this podcast ends. We might die before this sentence ends. I didn't die this time, but it could have happened. Could have. That was the point. That's the point of that silence, that it could have. It could have. It was a loaded silence. you should be worried, and you should be preparing your flowers and get well cards and everything else Mm -hmm. in the event of our... Pretty much, pretty much guaranteed demise. You know, we might not, we might die of a tragic accident, like falling out of a window of a hotel. Uh, a, Michael uh, Jackson baby style. A uh, uh, mysterious poisoning accident. Michael Jackson style. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, d- dance injury. Patrick Swayze style. Just think it could happen. We made a lot of enemies here on the Hockey Sport Podcast. And a lot of very, very powerful enemies. May we add Lay's potato chips classic style? The only salvation we might have is that we still strongly support Lay's salt and vinegar and barbecue. And, and barbecue, both good flavors. Also, barbecue is a lame flavor. You're wrong about that. Welcome to the Hockey Sport Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Daniel Doney. That's currently, Stephen Morgan. He's currently one of our hosts. But like we said, very mortal. Very mortal. So enjoy us while we're here. Mortal. Mortal for now. And I am Stephen Morgan, also currently mortal, but we'll see. We'll see. We're working on a potion. What's it made of? Hot black ice. How do you get the ice so hot and black? It's a trade secret. Ah, uh, good one. Go who, are, who, who are going to be, are gonna be our heirs? <laughs> who are going to be our heirs? Or heiresses? It's a big question that we've been thinking about a lot as... The lifespan of our lives ticks away. Mm -hmm. Slowly and slowly. Slowly and slowly. We'll soon become vibration in the universe. A infinite ripple in a grotesque, angry space-time. You know what's great about when we die and probably get murdered? There's so many things that could be the end of that sentence. There's so many great aspects of death and murder. We will finally be a part of all time and thus we won't have to live in this dark timeline that we live in mm. the canucks will have won the stanley cup because we'll be unhinged once we from die. time yeah and we'll be unhinged from a single uh, trajectory of reality into the That's multiverse right. into the multiverse and once we're in the multiverse we can experience all hockey sport in its greatest glory i think our natural uh heirs to the hockey sport intellectual fortune which i think is safe to say we've created here yep is probably um kind of like a a a son 
of a great hockey player. You know, kind of like one of the an insider should take up the cause, kind of like the heir sure. to the throne. Sure. Hmm. Hmm. Any thoughts? Sons of great hockey players. Yeah. I'm thinking off the top of my head, Maximum Domi. Maximum Domi or Maximum Domi's kid, Minimum Domi. Okay, so Minimum Domi will take my place. Who are you thinking about? I feel like, um, you know, the Tuchucks? Yep, all of them. Whichever player beats the shit out of one of them. Okay, the hardest. So the first that will become my Tuchuk heir. to win a fight against another Tuchuk? No, no, no. The first person to just destroy either of them. Oh, so the first person to beat the crap out of one of the Tuchuks. Is probably the natural heir to my hockey sport intellectual fortune. Okay, great. What if it is, in fact, Minimum Domi? Or another Tuchuk. It's definitely possible. Probably happens at Christmas dinners at the Tuchuk home. Oh, that's got to be an angry Christmas dinner. Yeah. Can you imagine sitting at a table with Keith, uh, Matthew, and Brady? Brady. When you name a kid Brady, Ugh, you know, you know he's going to be throwing fists. Yeah, he's going to be throwing elbows. He's going to be throwing fists. His name's Brady. There's already been a bunch of them. A Tom. What is there left to do for the Bradys? Like, think about this. Not to insult the Tuchuk family, but to insult the Tuchuk family. Where's the creativity in these names? Keith, Matthew, and Brady. These are the most boring, lame, suburb names ever. I just want one male hockey player that's named Noel. Hmm. Or Peace. Or Gargantuthon. Sure. This is so much to ask that we have creativity in our NHL hockey players' namings. Well, Steve, now that we've named our heirs to the throne of hockey sport... Or at least created the situation by which our heirs will be named. Now that our legacy has been secured. Did you say your heir is Max Domi? Max Domi's son, Minimum Domi, or Mini. Mini Domi. Yep. Pat, maybe female. Maybe Mini Domi. Mini Domi will be the first female player in the National Hockey League. I'd be so proud to know that Maximum Domi's child is not only the first female player, but the heir to the Hockey Sport Podcast. The amount of oafish testosterone in that family surely will produce a daughter that can play amongst men. Let's do it. This is our first Zamboni of the night. Episode three, season two, Zamboni number one. You've been waiting for it. We're about to deliver it. First Zamboni. What are we not going to talk about? We're not going to talk about Ubergate. The Uber 7, as some have been calling it. We're not going to talk about it. The taxi relaxy. We're not going to talk about it. We we don't, it's not, it could have been way worse. First of all, what they were talking about wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal no at all. Cares. I don't care. No one cares. It was it was uh, as scandalous as an honest post game interview. It wasn't anything. Yeah, couldn't couldn't care less. The main reason that we're uh, it's zambonying only, it's, it's this. Only, it's only relevant because Ottawa sucks right now. It's only relevant because the thirst for Ottawa garbage stories is so high. I think we've seen so many stories recently. That's like Eugene Melnick is suing his partner and. And yeah, it's Eugene like Melnick was caught making fake Twitter accounts. That mm. was a story recently. It's mm-hmm. like, it, just, there's too many stories about Ottawa. None of them are that important. Yep. If this wasn't a Canadian market, this would just be Phoenix. They'd just be bad, and they'd be lame, and we'd not talk about it too much. But instead, it's Ottawa, and so there needs to be salacious details all the time. Yeah, it's like the rotten banana on top of the giant pile of garbage. And someone says, boy, that banana stinks. It's like, no, guys, guys, the garbage stinks. Yep. The garbage is already really bad. Yep. 
So we're not going to be talking about Ubergate. Um, let's be honest. It could have been way worse. It could have been way worse. Because been way worse. anyone who spent any time around hockey players, what, the really offensive part of they're the way they talk is, is when they're not talking about hockey. They are terrible people. You know, they're lucky that they weren't talking about their views on politics, minorities, or the other gender, because then that would be a scandal. You but know, they, instead, they're talking about power play time and coaching. They they seem they seem really nice and humble in all their post game interviews. They don't have a lot to say. That's all an act. It's all an act. That's surface level people underneath the skin. They are vile, angry, uh, racists. I'm really happy about how we uh, handled Ubergate. I think we in, I think we uh, nailed it. We definitely nailed it. Um, I will say one thing. Just, just a second. Just one? Just one thing. Okay. I'll let you say one thing. Thing, I guess? No, like, no I mean, you can say your. Th- okay. you can say the thing. Before we move on from Ubergate, mm-hmm. I just want to say there was... I, I listened to a lot of people talk about Ubergate. And there was a... Um, I would say nervous, self-protectionist tone in the way that a lot of male sportscasters got mad at the taxi driver. Mm. And I just want to I just want to point this out that when Nick Kiprios and uh, Bob McKenzie and Elliot Friedman all say the first thing they said about Ubergate was it is so horrible that the taxi driver would release this video. All I think is what have you said in a taxi? It sounds like guilty dogs barking. Safe bet in the next two years, there's going to be sort of uh, footage uh, in, in Hockey Night in Canada of Elliot Friedman and all those idiots. Talking about not Ron McLean. Ron McLean's great. Everybody else definitely saying some really crazy shit. Just and they one think, by one, they think they're off air and they're kind of just shooting the shit, but they're really being taped. You know, kind of like uh, the like we'll do it live. It's gonna be one of those. There should be one at least for sure. Yeah, there's gonna be one. Other than safe bet. Other safe than bet. Brian Burke, he will also have one. There will be an additional one. Also, did anybody see his haircut the other day? That was insane. Daniel, can we save this for one of the top stories? He looked like a... Let's just top story right now. Just pause on the Zambonis. We're top storying. Brian Burke, your haircut. haircut. He looked like David Bowie. You look like David Duke. What are you doing with that haircut? Google his hair right now. Shaved on the side, really long on top. He looked like a Dragon Ball Z character. Yeah, he looked like a Dragon Ball Z character that um, couldn't go Super Saiyan, but was about to take Viagra. To do so. What are you doing? Have some sideburns, man. You're 87 years old. He looked like Lucius Malfoy. Oh, he did look like Lucius Malfoy. He went in there and was like, can you make Lucius Malfoy look eviler? Zamboni number two. Bad contracts. That's inadvertently. Inadvertently. Inadvertizam, our second Terminator reference in two episodes. Wow. Should we Zamboni Terminator for this episode? Yes. No more Terminator. No more Schwarzenegger. Great. Love it. No more Terminator references this episode. It's been Zammed. It's been Zammed. It's been Improvisammed. Unless we travel through time and unzam it. It's very Terminator-esque. It's very possible that during this episode, one of us from the future will show up and tell us that we should not Zam Terminator in this episode. In which case, 
it can be revoked, but only in that case. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the future holds. Either way, our second Zamboni of the night is bad contracts. Holy crap, holy. There's a lot of them in the league right now. Which is why, may I say, we are not going to talk about it. I'm sorry. We're not. In fact, I would like to Zamboni all money talk. We here's why we're not going to talk about it is that the players should be talking about it. They should feel bad. They're ruining their teams. And that's our big question tonight. Louis Erickson, do you feel bad? This is what I'm thinking. In the post-game interview and they're like, "Hey, oh, McDavid, like so what do you guys think you could have done better tonight?" Give it to McDavid. McDavid goes, hey, um, I'll tell you right now. Hey, Lucic. Hey, six million? Really, dude? You're fucking things up for the rest of us. Score more goals, dude. Six million? Lucic. Over here. And then he just brings the media to Lucic. Yeah, and then he brings them. He just and brings like, what, them. What do you, what do, and what then, do you think And then Conor McDavid grabs the mic and he goes, uh, Lucic, you were paid half as much as me. Do you think you're half as good as me? <laughs> Why doesn't the media ever talk about that? They never talk about it. Like, oh, I mean, once again, we're talking about things that... Uh, What's, what's our, what's our, our tagline? What's our tagline? Not, not talking about the things everyone should be talking about. Oh, right. Well, that's why we're not talking about this. Everyone should be talking about this, and that's why we're not talking about this. Exactly. We're not talking about the things everybody should be talking about. <laughs> All you can do about is, is put your hands bad? in the air and wonder. Louis Erickson, uh, Lou Cheech. I mean, do you think... Bobby Ryan? Does he feel bad? All I'm wondering. That I, I, I get that you're getting paid. I get that you're living a good life. You're you're enjoying the money. You're probably playing for fun the same way we play hockey for fun. But but don't you feel bad? They don't feel bad. And that's why they don't play as well. They're like, you know what? I didn't score a gold night. I probably should have, but fuck it. I'm getting paid so much money. That's going through their head every time they have a shitty night. Every time the coach yells at them, every time they got a dig in, they're like, you know, we're not... I didn't get paid so much. Like, this is a steal. And you got to give it to Luongo. Like we were talking about how players should always. admit to this. You always got to give it to Luongo. Yeah. He except was the first. If it, except if it's the cup. If it's the cup, you can't give it to Luongo. You can't give it to him. It's written on the cup in fine print. Can't give this to Luongo. Not Luongo. Not Luongo, please. It's written on the bottom of the cup, like in the, in the very bottom. Only people that have hoisted it know that it on it says not Luongo. Also, please, please not Kessler. Also, this is a replica. Signed, Ovechkin and Putin. And Ovechkin and Vladimir Putin. I wonder where the real cup is right now. Probably like... Somewhere cold. Somewhere cold. I imagine like Putin shirtless riding a bear and he's got like the cup on the back, like strapped to the back of the bear and he's like... Yeah, it definitely has... uh, The cup currently for sure has a strap from the top to the bottom so you can wear it over your shoulder Mm -hmm. while riding a bear. Mm -hmm. Well-trained bear. Well-trained bear. There's also a different strap you put on it so that it can ride a bear while that bear rides Putin. Our next and final Zamboni hits close to home. We are Zamboning the entirety of the Pacific Division. All the friggin' teams, all the friggin' players, everything to do with any of those friggin' teams. An entire half of the continent. We are Zamboning us because apparently... We have fallen completely out of relevance. It doesn't matter. Everybody sucks in the Pacific Division. We all suck. All the teams are bad. There used to be a time where it was like, oh, it's so unfair that all the good California teams <laughs> rip on all the bad Canadian teams. And now we, I would never have thought it would get to a place where we all just suck. Yeah, everyone is bad. None of the teams are really worth talking about. It's very sad. And we realize we're limiting ourselves 
pretty drastically by Zambonying for the first time. It's going to be tough. One quarter of all teams. Can you do the math on that one? Actually, slightly over a quarter. We're talking the Calgary Lames. We're talking the Vancouver Canots. We're talking the Edmonton Toilets. We're talking the San Jose Sharks. The Los Angeles Things. The Phoenix Sea Coyotes. Is that in? Are we in that division? Probably. And the Las Vegas Onion Knights. All of them. They're we done. will not talk about any of I them, any of their players. And the main reason being, at this point, it's like Zambonying a single team. Because there is so little talent in this division. And even if you want to say the San Jose Sharks are a, a good team or could be, they're so underachieving so far <laughs> that they just deserve to be the, the likes with us. When you have that level of skill and you're not just running away with this garbage dumpster fire of a division you need to be zamboni let's just unpack this for a second let's just sort of pivot and and get to the heart of this let's pick two teams calgary and edmonton and let's merge them together does this new team calgary plus edmonton the the ed galgary floylets sure the ed galgary floylets will they get swept in that series against winnipeg i'm thinking yeah yeah, they get swept by Winnipeg for sure. I, I'm sorry to everyone in both those teams, but if you have all of the firepower of the Calgary Flames plus all of the firepower of Connor McDavid, because that's the only one you'd take, is that a team that beats Winnipeg? Probably not. The Ed Galgary Floylets would definitely lose to the Winnipeg Jets. Flaming Toilets is acceptable as well. And then let's just expand this for why we're Zambonying the Pacific Division. I know you guys are thinking we're dwelling on this, but it's important... I think the Pacific Division could just not exist this year. I, I think it's very possible that if you played a Vancouver Canucks versus LA Kings game, no one would win. That's how bad those two teams are. It'd be a tie. It No, it'd be just you both lose. Right. So I think we've said enough about the Pacific Division. And since it's a big proportion of the teams that we are now Zambonying, clearing the ice of these seven teams, if one of us mentions the Pacific Division or any of the players within... yeah. I think we need some kind of um, punishment. Uh, here's a punishment, I'm thinking. One of us says something, and the other person has to say something nice about that topic that we bring up. Oh, so it's like a whoever says it gets punished by the other person, giving them something they need to talk about nicely. Yeah, that's right. You're going to have to compliment something I bring up. Okay, we'll see. Or vice versa. I think I'm going to be great at this. I think there's no reason why I would talk about the Pacific Division ever again. Before you guys go, we wanted to make sure you guys know that at the end of this episode, we have a guest. Our guest this week is famed actor and proud Canadian, Jay Burrishell. Can't wait to talk to him. Also, don't leave. There's lots of podcasts to come. This is like the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, if you're so staying for so Jay Burrishell, you know, please leave. Yet. Don't go yet. But anyways, Jay Burrishell, really excited. Can't wait to talk to him. Uh, it's going to be a cool convo. Seems like a cool, dope dude. He just wrote a book, a book about hockey. That's awesome. And if you're wondering why is Jay Burchell writing a book about hockey when he doesn't play and really could never have played, don't worry. We're going to ask him that. And if you're wondering why we haven't written a book, it's because no one's volunteered to ghostwrite Hot, Hot Black Ice, the, the Violent Legacy, Legacy of the Hockey Sport podcast for us yet. Please, someone, Come on, email just us. email us. We're not going to write it. Ghost you got to write, write it. this. Ghost write it for ghost us. Ghost write this. 
Anyway, Jerry Baruchel is going to be on the podcast. Gonna Jerry, be really Bar- cool. Jerry Barry Barry. Jerry Barry is going to be on the podcast. That's what we're going to call him. And I'm going to uh, ask him whether he knows that his name ends with Chell. Ah. Yeah. Jay Barich NHL. Jay Barichell. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of cool. We can that's talk kinda to him cool. about that. It's pretty much the only way you could connect Jay Barichell to hockey that makes any sense. Yeah. And it's time for our bulletin of the day. The top story reaching your ears this morning, this afternoon, this night. We are ready to go with our top stories that you need to know before you start and or enjoy the middle of your day. Also, uh, just before we do our top story, I just want to let listeners know that we are uh, transcribing the Hacksport podcast into Morris Code for all those listeners who love to listen to our podcast in Morris Code. We are uh, translating it into Morris Code. Uh, this is the first episode ever of any podcast that's going to be translated into Morse code. And uh, we're going to give you a little sneak peek right now. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Very cool. Pretty cool. And for the hearing impaired of you, don't worry, we did not forget. Along with the Morse code uh, translation that we are doing. There is also going to be a blinking light translation, blinking out Morse code of this podcast. Um, we're launching it via satellite. So at uh, uh, 1640 standard time over the northeastern coast, if you look up at the sky, you'll see a satellite across the sky blinking. That satellite is going to have our podcast Morse coded out and then... In the form of a blinking light. In the form of a blinking light with ons and offs. We're very space and sailor friendly here. Also, also Morse code Braille. Yes, uh, Morse code Braille. If you go to uh, Robson and Granville, you will find a series of rocks laid on the sidewalk. Meticulously... uh, adding out the Morse code of the... This one was, frankly, more work than it was worth. Yeah, it took a long time, and we didn't really get through it. We only got through the first Zamboni. There's a lot of a lot of dots. A lot of bullshit, frankly. Yeah. Like, if you're reading Morse code Braille, what are you doing with your life? Anyway, we transcribed it. I don't know why we did it, but we did it. Thank you for your donations. Uh, if you donated to our uh, Hockey Sport podcast... Your donations went basically to hiring people to braille out Morris code this of, entire podcast. Morris code translation of our podcast. So anyway, that's just something where we're trying out new uh, things that we're branching out to different audience members. You know, we're tr- we're trying to trying to branch it out. Our real goal is to Morse code it out in in Stonehenge size uh, pillars s- pillars that can also predict the movement of the stars because we want this specific podcast episode to last forever. So if you're listening to this podcast or if you are a super future replicant god that has discovered the archaeological remains of the pillars of the Hockey Sport Podcast episode 11. Resurrect us so that we can keep the podcast going. And now in order to resurrect us, I will now uh, verbally speak out the genome of my DNA G T C G T C A G C T G Z T C B G C T T C A G G B C T T. I've transcribed mine into Morse code Braille, so you're gonna have to look 
at the rocks under my bed that are transcribed into Morse code Braille. That's my genome. Just disregard the other stuff you find under Daniel's bed. Disregard it. You're gonna that have stuff to, is not necessary to recreate them. Actually, stuff, if it's inflated, just pop it. It's fine. Actually, Daniel, yep. some of that stuff might contain a much quicker way to find your genome. That's a good point. So just take the DNA. I'm sure there's a bunch of DNA all over that room. Um, anyway, um, hopefully we won't have to make errors after you find our genomes. This yeah. might be the most... Um, genetically savvy podcast we've ever done it's all about heritage and genomes and what we're definitely you leave behind. getting smarter we're definitely getting smarter i think that if you looked at daniel's face right now and saw the face he had on you'd realize he believes what he just said that we are getting smarter we're pretty smart we're pretty brain smart think sport brain sport knowledge sport Groundbreaking journal sport translating our genetic makeup into Morse code Braille. Daniel. Yep. Do you ever think that we might be podcasting in a future where Gary Bettman is not commissioner of the National Hockey League? It's tough to say because Gary Bettman might have, um, you know, horcruxes. Mm-hmm. He might live for a really long time. It's, t- it, it, it's tough to say how long he's going to live Sorry, for. Sorry, Dan, you misspoke. You meant to say Gary Bettman has a certain number of horcruxes. That's what I meant. And we don't know how many yet. We don't We don't know how many he has. We don't know how many have been destroyed. For uh, sure. You know what? We're doing our best to destroy all the Gary Bettman horcruxes. We can't do everything. And we're trying. Listeners. So anyone out there. You have to help. You got to help us. You got to lend a hand here. Okay. This is a message to all of the Hockey Sport Podcast fans, listeners, friends, and family. Help you have us. to destroy the Gary Bettman horcruxes. We've destroyed at least two, uh, but we don't know how many there are. And this is tough to say, but... Brewery. Brewery. It's tough to say. We've destroyed... Currently, Steve and I together have destroyed two of what we believe the seven Gary Bettman horcruxes are. The first Gary Bettman horcrux was the Atlanta Flat. Atlanta Flashers. The franchise. Yeah. He bound his soul to the franchise. So we destroyed that. And now we we believe he's one Horcrux less than he was before. The second Gary Bettman Horcrux that we destroyed was Mark Messier's Stanley Cup 1994 ring. Mark doesn't know this yet. We replaced it. Yeah. With sort of like a, it was like a kinder surprise we ring. Used the we, same, we used the same guy that Putin used to recreate the cup. Yeah, and he put it in a Kinder Surprise. We ate the chocolate, and then we... I don't know. He always puts it in a Kinder Surprise. He always does. When the he, Kinder we, Surprise that was for the cup was huge was and huge. delicious. It was massive. It was massive and delicious. Number one, Atlanta Flashers, the entire franchise, bound his soul to it. Number two, Marc Messier, Stanley Cup ring. We've destroyed both of those at a terrible cost. Terrible cost. I'm weaker and thinner and paler than I ever have been before. I almost lost my pinky toe. Now, here's a problem, though. I think that one of the Horcruxes is in Lord Stanley's cup. That's one of our theories. We're not sure if it's a replica. We're not sure if we it's don't an know original. If, it, if it's one We're not square, sure which one he's bound to. It could be to, a single uh, square of it. It could be the, the, the bowl. It could be the base that has inscribed no Luangos on it. In order to destroy Gary Bettman and his reign as NHL commissioner, we may need to destroy the cup. And we need to be okay with that. 
hockey sport fans. But I want to put it to the audience. Are you okay with this? Can you live with a league that no longer has its most iconic feature, but also no longer has its most demonic feature? Is that a trade-off you're willing to, to stand? It's a tough call. But Gary Bettman is an evil man, and we're all going to have to band together and make some sacrifices in order to destroy all seven Horcruxes. This is going to be an ongoing investigation. We're going to be keep trying to figure out which Horcruxes Gary Bettman has bound his soul to. I'm we, assuming... we think that one of them is in Glendale Arena. So when that franchise does move to potentially Seattle... There's a couple. There's a couple, we might, or, there's a couple we might it, think. That yeah, should do the third Horcrux. But knowing Gary Bettman and knowing his uh, affection for the 100 years of NHL, I think he might have 100 Horcruxes. I'll just say this. The next Horcrux that we're going after, we have a feeling, is a, is a false tooth in Brad Marchand's jaw. Pretty sure one of them's in there. It would make sense. So we're going to try to get that out. Not sure how. Ooh, we also think, we're not sure, but we also think one of the Horcruxes was uh, Joe Thornton's beard, which is now gone. So we might have three. We might have three. We're not sure yet. Because we saw how Nazem Kadri went for that beard, took a big chunk of it, and Nazem Kadri does kind of look like Harry Potter, frankly. And he's a fan of the Hockey Sport Podcast, so big he fan. could have been doing our work. We're, we're going to keep you updated on, to the, on the Gary Bor- uh, the, uh, the the Gary Borcrux. Ugh. The Gary Borkrux, uh, Horcrux situation. We're going to keep going on that. We're going to keep you updated on the Gary Bettman Horcrux situation. I'm keeping Borkrux. Gary Bettman Borkrux? No, I'm just saying, like, I'm not letting you get away with that one. Well, that's fine. Okay, I cool. Mean, fair enough. Now, ladies and gentlemen, mainly ladies, thank you for being here. We appreciate your support. It's been a fun ride. Heck we yeah. are ready to move on to our top stories of the week. Sorry, that was a malfunction. I couldn't say that word. We're moving on. We have our top stories of the week, and we are ready to bring them to the Hockey Sport Podcast audience and see how they play. There's not enough Canadian teams. We all know it. Everyone believes it. It's in our collective consciousness. So... Here is what the Knights of Freedom, a.k.a. the Hockey Sport Podcast, a.k.a. Steve and I, call for. We're calling for KHL expansion. Where? Quebec City. It's time we made moves. Look, KHL. I know. KHL, let's, we're going to level with you. We're going right to level now. with you. We're Listen gonna, in. Everybody just, else, it's just me and you. Tune, everybody else tune everybody out. Else tune we're, out. We're, we're talking to the KHL It's right just now. us right here, okay? HL, we are going to give you a plan that's going to save your league and save our league. It's not relevant. Right now, the KHL isn't relevant. No one cares or not enough people care and not enough people know about the HC Slovan Bratislava or Barry's Astana, or Avangard Omsk. No one cares about these teams. These teams are hilarious. Their logos are crazy. 
Amarkovorsk, uh, Metalurg Magnatorsk, which sounds like a Pokemon, uh, Sibir Novrakorbersk. Yeah, they're crazy. Look them up, please, people. They're ridiculous. But at this point, KHL, you have to admit, you might attract a Pavel Datsuk, but he's a cyborg. Gary he- Bettman is already trying to branch out into the into different markets. We've predicted a branch out into the Southern American market. There's Mexico obviously City. an Asian market that he's trying to branch out into. What, Lumper? KHL, you got to follow suit. And where else better to go than the heart of hockey, Canada? They've been asking for a team, Quebec City. We're giving it to you. It's just not the NHL. It's the KHL. Cue intimidating Russian music. can't tell we are dancing both in the russian style of kicking your legs and also in the russian style of being dolls inside dolls inside dolls dolls and dolls and dolls and dolls dolls and 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 dolls dolls within dolls within dolls that was a quick side note back to the point at hand Quebec I think City KHL will be great in Quebec, Quebec City. City. Frankly, you want a team, you, right? You have nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. It's the classic rebound story. You have the chance to get the person you want, so you date someone else for a bit, and they maybe get a bit jealous. Good nothing's point. nothing's going to make the NHL more jealous than right. than dating a KHL team. And listen, Quebecers, francophones, you don't like English speaking people anyway. So Russian. get out of there. So they can speak Russian. I mean, I, I'm not 100 percent sure how francophones uh, feel about Russian. French language, and Russian are 71 percent the same language. We're gonna uh, stand by that number. Why wouldn't we? It's a fact. I think it's going to be a great move, and I think Quebec City is really going to thrive with a KHL team. If you lived in Quebec City and your choice was no hockey games or watch a KHL game where two Russian teams, and yes, your team would be all Russian players, played each other, you would totally go to that game. I would go to that game immediately. I would go to that game over the Canucks any day. Sorry, I just would. Don't don't you want to see the Quebec Nordiques play HC Dynamo Minsk? Oh, yeah, they would definitely be called the Nordiques, too. It'd be so wonderful. Oh, for sure. Same jerseys. Vincent Damfus would be back. Jocelyn Mm -hmm. Tebow would be back. Mm -hmm. Joe Sackick would be the general manager at the same time. Also, quick caveat, quick caviar. Quick caviar. What the hell is the deal with the Memphis Grizzlies staying with the name the Grizzlies? Vancouver Grizzlies, the Hoopsport team, moved to Memphis. They're the Memphis Grizzlies. It's not like Uh, Daniel, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm just going to stop you right there. I'm I'm going to Google. Yep. Grizzly population in Tennessee. Okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, Turns out, no Grizzlies. This is just fodder for my point. It's just ammo in the gun of my journal sport. Why did they keep the name Grizzlies? It's not like Colorado or the Colorado Nordiques. I know it wouldn't make sense because they're not in Quebec. But come on, don't keep the name. Don't but, keep the name. Yeah, I know it wouldn't Don't make sense. It wouldn't make sense. Don't keep the name. Don't keep the name. Don't keep the name. I agree completely, but we have to backpack. We got we we back, to backtrack. We got to backtrack with our backpacks. Put on your backpacks. Get on this backtrack. Quebec City and the KHL, it makes sense. It just makes sense. I'm really excited to see the KHL in Quebec City. I think it's going to be a huge boon to the city. Um, boon Jenner. Nope. 
Permazam, I get to ask you. Fuck. That was a Permazam, 100%. Fuck. Oh, what do you want to mention some other Jenners too? You can't because they've been permazamed. So I get to ask you, uh, Mr. Daniel Doney, Ugh. you get to say one nice thing. No. One nice thing about Mark Messier's bald head. Ugh. This is humiliating. You should feel humiliated. One nice thing about Mark Messier's head. Bald head. <clears throat> it's a big, bald, shiny head. It reminds me sounds of... Sounds mean. It already sounds mean. I think you should sound nicer. Can you try and make this... I want Mark Messier to be able to listen to this podcast right now and think, thank you. Can we get, I need a little bit of music here. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. Um... You know, what I, you know what I love about Mark Messier's bald head? It reminds me of my elementary school principal, Mr. Lindsay's bald head. He was a great guy, great principal, always really nice to me, and uh, that just that thought puts a smile on my face. I'll take it. I will accept your response. I'm really sorry I had to put you through that. That took more out of me than destroying Mark Messier's Stanley Cup ring, a.k.a. The Gary Bettman's second Horcrux. Yeah. Yeah. That was tough. Anyway, I want to see the Quebec Nordiques defeat the Traktor Chelyabinsk in the finals of the KHL finals. I don't know how their playoff system works, but I'm excited to see it. And Quebec City, you should be excited. And also, you should be thanking us. I want to, I want to thank you from the mayor of Quebec City. I want the key to the city. Oh, I just want more Canadian teams. What do you think, Dan? Should we have more Canadian teams? Hundred percent, a thousand percent. It's it, it's the thought that runs through my head ninety nine percent of the time. What is Thinking the other one percent? One percent. Um, shoes. Yeah, I mean that's fair because while you're thinking about more Canadian teams, yeah. you're probably walking. Yeah, that's right. And you have to think about your shoes, which is important. I want more Canadian teams. We all do. In I fact, want I want them. It's such a powerful impulse in the hockey world that Gary Bettman wakes up and goes to sleep every day only thinking about how to deprive us of this joy. He's an, he's an asshole. <laughs> and I want those Canadian teams. We need more Canadian teams. It's about it's it's not just about the fans. It's about the game. I'm pretty sure we've won enough. For every gold medal we've won, there should be another Canadian team. Oh, we great. Just, we, we can hand them in. Like, okay, we're great. cashing in our gold medal Rule. for another Canadian team. Yeah. Like, oh, good job. You won the gold medal. That means Hamilton. Here's the thing, Steve. You know, there's, not the play. There's, there's, plenty of, there's plenty of Canadian cities that could support a team. I'm talking Hamilton. I'm talking Quebec City. I'm talking... Saskatchewan City, if that's a thing. Saskatchewan City. I'm assuming that's a if that's not a city, Saskatchewan uh, listeners, right? Yellow knife, yellow fork, yellow spork. It's the most efficient of the yellow cutlery. Nelson, Nelson, great city. They should all have teams. Long story short, all of them. Why don't they have teams? Alert, Alert Bay. Why not name a Canadian city? It probably could get a full stadium of teams. Don't name Ottawa, but. At this point, we're desperate. We want 
another Canadian team there's, really bad. There's, there's something itching to happen. I see these American franchises, and I can sense their desperation. They're longing to be a Canadian market. I feel the same way, which is why I'd like to formally offer. Maybe we could have another Canadian team simpler. Maybe we should just claim a Canadian team. Maybe we don't need to make a new Canadian team. Maybe we can make an American team Canadian. It's just a short tunnel trip from Windsor to Detroit. We could have a Windsor team, but we could also just expand that border a titch. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, and maybe not even expand the border. Just encompass the Detroit Red Rings Arena. I don't know what it's called. I assume uh, it, it, I'm not making a joke here. It is called the Pizza Pizza Yum Cheesy Yum Ha. The Pizza Pizza Cheesy Yum Ha Arena. Let's make the Detroit Red Wings a Canadian team. Because it satisfies us. Basically Canada. Are you tired, Gary Bippin, of hearing about Canadians wanting another team? It's time to give us another team, and that team is the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, uh, Gary Bippin, you want uh, more people to go to the Red Wing games, right? If Detroit becomes a Canadian team, all the people from Windsor are going to Detroit watching that game. Also, Minnesota. Yeah, while we're at it, Minnesota. It is Canada. Minnesota's Canada. I'm tired of people doing a Fargo accent. I'm like, you're doing a Canadian accent. You're doing a Canadian accent. That's what that is. Fargo stole it. Minnesota stole it. They sell out every game because they are Canadians. And we're happy to welcome them to Canada. Bring it on. Um, While we're at it. There's a lot of teams that I think that we could fully just welcome to Canada. And frankly, I think we're taking some of your problem cities. We will take... Detroit. Detroit is our problem now. It's Canadian now. Great. We give it the healthcare. Yep. They need it. Detroit's ours. We got In fact, play. we'll take Flint. We'll take all of Michigan. Yeah. It's, 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 it's yeah. the whole oven mitt. We'll take it. Michigan is Canada now. And so are the Detroit Red Wings. It's already red and white. Perfect. We, we changed the red wing to a... Just make it look a little uh, bit more like leafy. Flag, like a flag, like a leafy. Like a little bit more instead leafy. Of like a... Instead of an angel wing. It's Again, we got the Minnesota Wild. Flag. It's already Canada. I don't care what people in Minnesota say. It's already Canada. Yeah, it's already Canada. Canada. Welcome you to Canada. You wish you were Canada. Just welcome to Canada. Come to Canada. Welcome to Earth. I don't know why Minnesota doesn't want to be Canada. They are Canadian. They should vote to secede into Canada. They should vote I, to join. I think they would. I think they would. And Let's move on. Vote. I just think they would. Uh, yeah. Once those two teams join Canada, I think that Chicago would be a natural choice. It would make the original sixes even, three Canadian, three American. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, uh, I think that, again, just solving Americans' problems, we would take the Arizona Coyotes. Yep. Not not the whole of Arizona, just Glendale. We'll just take Glendale it. Arena. Just it would Glendale solve Arena. all of your problems. Sort of like a, you know how um, like an embassy is uh, the country's territory when it's in another country? It'd kind of be like that. Glendale Arena would be Canadian. You kind of have to give them your passport when yeah. you go. It'd be, it'd be a little bit more security. But Basically, the new embassies anyway, in the States for the Canadian embassy would be the XL Energy Center, the yep. uh, Little Caesars Arena, uh, the Glendale Bankruptcy Plex, or whatever it's called. Yep. And now Glendale, that little spot of land, is Canadian territory. And the Canadians who drive the sport are satisfied. Because now we have 
11 Canadian teams. Also, Seattle, ready to go. Seattle's going to get a team. Oh, yeah, we'll take that too. Yeah, that's fucking That's part of the deal. Canada. Yeah, Seattle's part of Canada. There you go. That's five plus the seven, 12. I'm fine with a 12 Canadian team league. I'm also fine with going to Arizona for a nice, hot Canadian vacation. Yep. Hot Canadian vacation. Daniel. Yep. What's up? How you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to hear. I'm glad you're doing great. Thanks. Because statistically, Uh statistically, if you're doing great right now, Uh you will also be doing great at the start of the playoffs. It's an exciting time to be a hockey sport fan. And uh, it's a time where usually... People are um, talking about what's going on, but we're not going to be talking about that. We're going to move right ahead into the future. Usually, playoff predictions are made around the time of the playoffs, but screw that. We're going to make it now. It seems like it's time. It seems... Yeah, What's the point in making a prediction when you already know what's going to... Like, what's the point in making a prediction that Tampa Bay is going to be really good when they won the President's Trophy and you're like, oh yeah, they're going to win. Let's make predictions now. That's what predictions are about. We're going to be making predictions. Uh, hopefully you can keep up because we're going to be slamming them down. The first one's actually a question that's up for debate. Um, mm-hmm. Daniel, mm-hmm. in the playoffs this year, how many games will the Columbus Blue Jackets take to be swept in? Um, I'm going to guess four. Oh, damn it. Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say four games yeah, are going to be swept we're in. We're actually agreeing. Be swept that in four. The Columbus Blue Jackets will definitely be swept in four okay that's not a good debate let's move on to our next crazy quarter mark prognostication daniel yep how many stanley cup champions will come out of the pacific division i'm gonna say none and i'm also gonna say that you just violated zamboni oh we're not allowed to talk about the pacific oh sorry about that look i'd like to appeal this nope can i ask my lawyer denied no Motion denied. This is a dictatorship. It's done. You said Pacific Division. We Zambonied it. Okay. Okay. No, you know what? Man up. I'll accept my uh, punishment. What do you got? Billy Morgan, you're going to have to say something. Oh, this is hard for you to do. You're going to have to say something nice about the 2011 Boston Bruins. Oh, that's so specific. Mm -hmm. Okay. About the 2011 Boston Bruins, I like teams that have kept their original logo for a very long time. And I think it's a sharp logo. It's like a B. Yeah, you like the colors? The black and yellow In a wheel. You know, it's like got like six spokes and there's a B in it. Right. And it doesn't really represent anything it's just a b it's getting a little negative it's just the stupid thing okay now it's negative you got to turn this Uh, um i like how the boston bruins have a name that is unique because it isn't a word that people use and so you're never confused if someone says, do you like the Bruins? I can say no. But if someone says, do you like the Penguins? I have to say, do you mean the animal? 
or the hockey team. So in terms of uh, simplicity, I'd say the Bruins name is efficient. It's a good point. It's a good point. I'll take it. <clears throat> I'll take Thank it. Thank you. Well done. Whew. You got through it. Ooh, you got I got through, through it. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> that, was, you got through it. that was tough. I know. It takes a lot out of you. It takes, it takes a lot, a lot out, out of me. But that's why we Zamboni. And, How much um, gray hair do I have right now? At least one or two extra ones. Ugh, that's fair. Any more predictions we got? We've only made one. Have we only made one? I'm going to guess. I'm going to wildly prognosticate that two more coaches are going to be fired by the end of the season. Or by the start of the next season. We got two more coaches firing. Two at more, least. two more fired coaches, at least, probably three. You know, what? let's go with three. By the start of the next season, three more coaching changes, and that doesn't include uh, the interim Willie Desjardins coach. I'm talking, talking new, new coach firings. You got it. I'm gonna guess that uh, Matt Duchesne is going to be rumored to be traded consistently, mm-hmm. but won't be traded. So there's going to be a lot of Matt Duchesne talk, and then there won't be any action on it. Yeah. And then I think he'll sign with the Ottawa Senators for less than he thinks he's worth. I don't think Stamkos is going to get injured. Okay. Look, this is— I don't is, think he's going to get injured. <laughs> this is not some I kind of podcast where you can it. just say whatever it. comes to your head. I'm just saying. You can't just make shit up. That's insane. That's insane. I'm making a wild prognostication here. You Sue think me, that baby. Steven Scream Ghost is going to play 82 games and a full playoffs? All Ghost team all the way. Wow. I thought we had integrity here, but I see that we have none. I think Gritty is going to be assassinated. Great prediction. He will definitely be assassinated. Gritty will be assassinated. It's all going to be a huge uh, scandal manufactured by the Philadelphia Flyers to, uh, you know, build on the myth of Gritty. Here's a wild prognostication for you. The Flyers win the cup. Fuck it. Sometimes you just got to go out on a limb. Why not? Flyers win the cup. Just do it. Max Domi wins the Art Ross. Fuck it. Burn it down. Burn it all down. Maximum Domi all the way. Making way for mini Domi. Heiress to the hockey sport throne. Slavin wins the Norris. Why not? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fucking right. Stanley Cup final, 100%, is going to be between the Minnesota Wild and the Florida Panthers. Oilers get first draft. And they're like third or fourth in the draft lottery they have like a three to four percent chance and they win it and they get the hughes boy the hughes boy i want the hughes boy now bring me the hughes boy win the draft ken come here hitchcock oh i've hired you for one reason and one reason alone i know sire bring me the hughes boy yes i will i want his blood McDavid and he shall form an unholy alliance. Too very sad. More first drafts. I want to draft first every year. Yes, sire. Thank you for hiring me. There's nothing that sates Peter Shirelli's soul. More than first drafts. Never a cup, always a draft. 
something brilliant's happened. And we are very on board for more of this kind of nefarious scheming. Mm-hmm. We are very excited that there's been some coaching changes in the NHL. Several. It seems like dozens. Especially considering one of the best has been the very fortuitous hiring of Willie Desjardins by the LA Kings. And they have done incredibly well since. It's a bad move. From the point of view of a Pacific Division fan. Oh no, what have I done? Wow. What have I done? Wow. The volcano's erupting. It's... It's okay, all, okay. Let me just, before you make me, before you punish me this for this. This is bad, dude. Before you punish me. This is bad. Let me just say, I mean, I'm glad that they hired him because I think that Willie Desjardins is sabotaging the Kings to help the Canucks because he's loyal to us and that's the end of it and now punish me as you see fit. I know, I Zamboni. This is one of the first times that we've ever really implemented a punishment for the Zamboni and it's clear that we don't follow our own rules. It's very clear. How dare you? It's just clear. I should Zamboni you for just saying that. What were we talking about if you Zamboni'd me? I would, would you be talking to sing a song to myself about how lovely it is to live a life without you. Okay, what's my punishment? You've just broken the Zamboni rule, and the punishment will be say something you like physically about Gary Bettman. Like his... Physically. Physical appearance. His physical appearance. Okay. Yep. I got this. I got this. Um... Nope, nope, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Um, I like the fact that he is so short really emphasizes the distinction between him and the players. So that um, you can really tell which one of them is the boss and which one of them is the super well-tuned athletes in incredible physical condition you heard it here first folks wow i feel like we just created a new horcrux within the microphone that you said those words into we might have to destroy it i'm happy to do so destroyed new microphone inserted let's get back to the topic at hand uh the coaches Coaches. Coaches? We're very excited that there are so many coaches that have finally embraced our idea of double indemnity. Mm. Sabotage. 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 Uh, Yeah, it's very nice to see these coaches finally working for the good of the land, for the side of the brightest timeline. Uh, These coaches are helping us out. So, Willie Desjardins, you have done a great job so far driving the LA Kings into the ground. We appreciate it. It's been great. Bring them down. Now it's time for Hitchcock, who is still clearly paid by the St. Louis Blues, bottom of the everything, St. Louis Blues, to bring down the Oilers once and for all. And they're all learning from the incredible and really admirable uh, example that was set by Lou Lamorello, mm-hmm. who not only uh, accepted a job with the New York Islanders to destroy them, which is wonderful, thank you, but also, in a stroke of genius, gave the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Toronto 
uh, Toronto Maple Thieves? John Tavares. Just going for it. Just going for it. You, they stole you went him. for it, and you you dunked it. You dunked it. It's a swish and a dunk. You ever seen a dunk swish? That's what I just did. So the coaches. So it brings us to our biggest point, which is that... Braden point. In a very Braden point idea, more NHL franchises need to just send out double agents. Just fire somebody who's good. Like the, what we did with John Tortorella. Just yep. fire, fire, him fire him and send him out. Like what Chicago clearly did with uh, Quenville. Quinny V. The Q man. Uh, take him out. Take out Todd McClellan. Well, you know, we're talking about... Oh, oh. You, fucking, you said Quenville. I mean, no, Quen Quenville's not Ugh, anything. I know, shit. You're going to pay well, for that. We're talking about coaches. It's yeah, hard. well, you didn't have to say a hilarious Edmonton firing. And I can talk about this all I want because you already broke it. Take Quenville... It. McClellan, McClellan, man, you suck. You really got fired, even though you're not the problem. Not but the problem at all. Whatever. Not the problem Fine. at all. Yeah. This coach firing stuff is bullshit. Yeah, honestly, it's bullshit. We might get to it later, but it might also break the Zamboni. Fire but the in GM. the meantime, the in the GMs. meantime, we have to punish you for breaking the Zamboni. Wow. I think and we need to get the heck off of this topic because we've both been punished, and clearly we don't know what we're doing. Well, as a result, uh, I'm going to punish you for breaking the Zamboni. Bring it on. Bring it on two. Bring it on again. The superior film. Daniel, to punish you for breaking the Zamboni, I need you to tell me a good reason why you will never make the NHL as a goalie. I have too much charisma. And we'd like to introduce a new segment... Which is better know your mascot. Ooh, a new segment, Segmentones. We get to introduce uh, a, a, a mascot and the backstory of them. Uh, we, it's like a new flavor. We got to uh, talk like, a little bit with uh, some of the mascots. Like remember when Doritos released Sweet Chili Heat? That was a big moment. That was a big moment, and we remember that moment. It was a huge moment. It's the best flavor now. You know why we remember that moment? It's because we weren't born after the millennium. That's a good point. Because people that were born after the millennium are not people. Nor are they millennials, nor did they realize what a significant cultural shift happened when Doritos released Sweet Chili Heat. It's the best chip flavor of all time. So back to a segment which we affectionately would like to call Better Know Your Mascot. Our mascot today is, of course, everyone's favorite mascot. Everyone's favorite favorite little piggy stormy stormy is a little fuzzy little pig from carolina you like pulled pork from carolina well then you're gonna love stormy the pig so he has a wonderful backstory which is going to be uh released in a new children's book but first we're going to give you a little preview of stormy the pig's backstory it's a wonderful story. So, Stormy the Pig was, of course, born in a slaughterhouse. Uh, his parents were both uh, in gestation crates, uh, raised to be fattened by mainly corn, and then they were slaughtered before Stormy's eyes. Stormy escaped the slaughterhouse because he was the smallest pig. In the free world, Stormy was able to 
work his way up the corporate ladder in order to get to the NHL ranks where he became a mascot for the Carolina Hurricanes. Not the most successful hockey team, of course, but a hockey team nonetheless that could protect him from the vicious slaughterhouse owners who wanted to slaughter him immediately. So there you go. There's a story about Stormy the Pig. You never knew. Carolina Hurricanes, their mascot's a pig. Even though they are famous for their pull pork. It's weird. Also, your logo is a hurricane. It's a hurricane. Steve, what do you think of when you think of hurricanes? Pigs. Why not make it a cow? Remember Twister, the cow? That's like kind of iconic. Make it a cow. Yeah, make it a cow. And pig? So dumb. Just make it, make it an anthropomorphic hurricane. Why not? You can't figure that out. That's kind of a fun mascot. I would have rather a fucking candy cane. Make it Christmas Why not? Theme. Just Santa. Just Santa. Carolina Hurricanes mascot <laughs> is Santa Claus. We do have a uh, special request from the Canadian government to air the newest Canadian heritage moment. So let's roll that tape. And now a message from the government of Canada. Man, I don't know about hockey. No other sports fight. Why do they have fighting in hockey? It seems barbaric. I mean, I get that. But look, in hockey, they defend each other. Uh, refing. Uh, protecting their teammates. Honor. What does that have to do? What? I mean, it's unique to hockey. Man... If you've played, you would know. Uh, you know, you you would just know. Okay. So There's just fighting. Okay. It you need fighting in hockey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Coming up with reasons why fighting should be allowed in hockey. A part of our heritage. A message from the government of Canada. You know what's the best part about any hockey game? Uh, and the worst part about any hoop sport game, the last minute of play. Last minute of play in the third period. I love buzzer beaters. Love I love uh, pull the goalie, punch the vulture, buzzer beaters. Yeah. Wow. That is astute. Yep. Amazing. I love uh, goals that tie the game in the last minute of play. Mm-hmm. So cool. It's great. Some great moments. Some great moments. Yeah. Which is why I think if we're going to improve the game, if we're going to talk about what makes the game more exciting, which which apparently we're just going to keep taking uh, people out of the overtime, two on two, one on one, goalie on goalie, goalie make it more exciting. Let's do it. I think the best way to make the Fleury and Murray, Murray and Fleury, the best way to make uh, the game more exciting is longer last minutes mm-hmm. you know how when you're playing the nhl video game the time is slowed down let's do that for the last minute slow the last minute down so it takes like three minutes you know what i'm saying and the last 10 seconds should take at least 30 seconds think about the drama of uh 10 seconds of the game, the last 10 seconds of the game, the goal is pulled, it's 6 on 5, and the last 10 seconds feels like it takes forever, because it does. Draw it out. I'm going to draw it out, and I'm going to mail it to... The Hockey Sport Podcast. The Hockey Sport Podcast. I'm going to mail it back to us, and I'm going to read it. Uh, uh, it's going to say I'm blackout boo. right now. I'm blackout right now. I'm not going to remember this. 
So I'm going to mail it to myself to remind me later. Nickelback style. This is how you remind me. Because I'm blackout. None of this is... I just want more Nickelback. So much more. None of this is... None of this is going to be in my brain. Blackout. Say three things that you will not remember saying. Pootie Tang. Extracurricular activity. And now for a segment that is backed by popular demand. It's a hugely popular segment, and we are going to hit you with it right now. It is time to call it. It's time to call it. Chicago Blackhawks, we're calling it. You're not winning the cup. And frankly, you're not going to win the cup for a while. You're done. A while. You're done, son. It's over. Spark the rebuild, to be honest. This is what... what You got it. You got this, dude. I believe in you. No, no, no. I, I know this is big, but you got this. Get me back. I know you can do it. Breathe. 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 I know it's big. Breathe. All right, I got it. Blackhawks fans, I don't see a lot on your Twitter trying to yell for the rebuild, but this is what you need to do. Take it from a Canucks fan. We did it too late. You got to start sparking that rebuild now, folks. No one gives a shit. The Blackhawks suck. You're going to suck for a long time. The dynasty's over. We're calling it. And that's fine. It's okay. It's okay. Just come into the darkness with us. Recede. Recede into the unknown. Darkness is so comforting. It feels so good not to matter. It feels so good. There's no pain. There's no pain. There's no Chelsea dagger. Now. It's time for the worst segment in the history of sports. The world of other sport. And I know it's hard for you guys to accept that the hockey sport part of this podcast is over, but you know, we have to move on. We talked a lot about hockey sport. We talked a lot about genome theory. We talked a lot about the multiverse. Now we're moving into other sports. All you fans, you've been waiting for it. You've been waiting for baseball. You've been waiting for hoop sport. You've been waiting for lacrosse. Well, now we've arrived at the station. Open the doors, turn the train off, get your luggage, and have a seat. Also, fun fact, uh, side note, if you translate uh, Wayne Gretzky's goals per game into G's in a genome and his assists per game into T's and his plus-minus per game into A's... Mm -hmm. And his shots per game into C's, it's the genome for Wayne Gretzky. So, it's very important. If we ever need to clone Wayne Gretzky, he has laid out for us his genome. And let's be honest, a couple extra Gretzkys could come in handy. We might need a couple new Gretzkys when the, when the, when the hockey wars start. This is aliens invading. We got to win based on a competition of hockey. It's kind of like Mad Max, Domi. It's kind of like Rocky, but instead of uh, Rocky, it's hockey. And instead of the other guy, uh, Apollo Creed, it's an alien. And they're like, oh, we'll challenge you to who's the best hockey thing in the universe. And we're like, oh, yeah, clone Gretzky. Clone him. We win. Booyah. It's kind of like a... Uh, Brent Space Odyssey Seabrook. 
at this point of the podcast, Daniel buried his face in his hand, laughing, but also sighing, knowing that there are no more nations to conquest. Clockwork Orangino Ojik, Dawn of the Delzados, Hallow Wheeler, Nightmare on Helm Street. Yep, that seems like a lot. It's all right. We're, we're, let's get back to it. We're talking about World of Other Sport, and it is time we discussed performance-enhancing drugs. Yep. We're talking about Tylenol. We're talking about... Uh, Adderall. Ritalin. Viagra. Marijuana. Cialis. Cold effects. Halls. Taylor Halls. Taylor Halls. Taylor Halls. Frankly, Hall. they should check him out. Yeah, I was just going to say, he should be a sponsor for Halls. No, I was going to say, they should check him out for performance-enhancing Halls. Mm, like, he, he's taking the cough drops. Yeah, for sure. That's probably why he got traded. Too much cough medicine. That's right. It's a good thing that Guys, Edmonton I'm sorry, him. that was... Not cool. I didn't mean to imply that he was traded for that. He he was traded because he does too much coke. Mm-hmm. That's 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 definitely true. And yet, as much as hockey is a uh, sport of skill and agility and strength and body mass index, we're not the sport that is most associated with doping. The sport is, of course, base sport, and yet. Here we are, wondering why the sport of bases, the sport of hitting a ball and running and jumping, and, and mm-hmm. we have reported previously the worst highlights. Definitely the worst highlights. So boring and lame. Why is that the sport of doping? Why have we lost the mantle it's as the, hockey sport yeah. fans it, as the sport yeah, of doping? Totally. It's the sport that needs the least... Arguably the least athletic ability. Come on. Come on, baseball fans. Come on. Don't hum and haw. You're saying that baseball players need to be in better shape than hockey sport players or hoop sport players? Friggin' give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Kincaid bar. Nailed it. Come on, Keith Kincaid. I'm talking about Taylor Hall is the sponsor for Halls, and Keith Kincaid is the sponsor for Kit Kat Okay, that, that's very separate. I know. We're I talking, just wanted to I throw know, it in there. I know. We're you talking know, about something different. To throw it in you got to stay on track here. Yeah, sorry. I'm trying okay. to stay on track. Okay. Anyway, we should have more doping in... Is that what you're saying? More no, no, no. Sport? What I'm saying is that... You're just surprised that there isn't. What? No. I would also, on a separate note, which is not what we're talking about now, mm-hmm. I would definitely say there should be more doping in hockey, but... Yep. What I'm saying legal right now, doping? legal no, doping? no, illegal doping. Right, dope is the pope. I would say that base sport is involved in a very obvious and ridiculous conspiracy to make their sport seem more athletic. They don't need the doping. Wait, who are you trying to fool? Oh, we gotta be strong. We gotta be able to run fast. No, you don't. Some some of the base sport players don't even run when they hit the ball. Yeah, there's here's pinch a, there's pinch runners. Here's a bullshit thing about baseball that I really want to shed some friggin' light on. Baseball players in the playoffs, in the playoffs, will hit balls that they think are home runs and just kind of jog to first base. Fucking start running as fast as you can, you dummies. Why not? 
Why not? Because you don't care about the sport as much. Because you don't need as much athleticism. No, but- I agree, Steve. The doping scandal in base sport is a massive cover-up. For it's the a fact- manufactured scandal. It's for the fact that base sport doesn't have real athletes. Boom. They're also kind of turds. Like baseball players. They're turds. We got some more world of other sport for you here. We got some more world of other sport for you, folks. Uh, normally, it's just sort of a run and gun, tag you in, tag you out, one bing, bang, bong. Bing, bang, bing, bing, bong. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm not quite sure what I'm saying, but normally we just do one world of other sport. But we got a couple now. Uh, we're sort of branching out. No, he was very clear what he said. He said bing, bang, bong, bing, bong, bong, bong. Big, bang, bong. And, um, you know... What we normally do is uh, one world of other sport, but look, Steve and I, we're starting to get a little bit more knowledgeable in the world of sport, in the world of other sport. The world of all the sport. In the world of all sport. Breaking news, there is other sport. I've got an incredible statistic here that we're going to do a deep dive into. Hoop sport. Another sport. Another sport. Another sport known as hoop sport. Has something very, very fucking crazy. Uh, so the Cleveland Cavaliers recently lost their leading man, LeBron James. And, and there's something about the... Uh, you can kind of compare hoop sport um, wins and losses to hockey sport wins and losses. We play a similar amount of games, kind of play at the same time. It's, it's, it's kind of similar. Yeah, and if you look at the standings in the uh, NHL... Hockey sport standings, you would notice that there's, you know, good teams and bad teams. And the, the good teams have maybe a, I don't know, a little eight, bit below 18 and 18 and 10 rating. And, uh, and the bad teams have a 11 and 13, 10 and 13. Like, yeah. it's, it, you know, basically in the end, there's 500 teams are bad in hockey and, Above 500 teams are good. Yeah, it's basically teams are around 50% when they're really bad, and the ones above that are good. The Cleveland Cavaliers this year have 14 losses and two wins. Wow. They're 2-14. and Wow. If a hockey sport team was 2-14, and there would be a... There'd be, like, a, a, a gun, like a line... If uh, if a team in a hockey sport was two and fourteen, there would be a firing squad hired to kill the management, the coaches, and half the players. Everyone would be fired. Yeah, the uh, headline would be: Coach and GM are fired, comma by firing squad, yeah. dead, dead, comma murder investigation, comma McDavid traded, comma for. Adam Larson, comma, confusingly, comma, turtles all the way down, comma, correction, turtles all the way chai down, comma, will P.K. Subban ever grow a beard? Dude, great question. Separate podcast. Just not even like a separate episode. We need a separate podcast that's just called P.K. Subban's facial hair. Mm-hmm. Episode yeah. one. Episode one, right now. Right now. Will he grow a beard ever? I think we're going to see a PK Sue beard one day. <laughs> hey, 
And our final World of Other Sport. Um, you know, I, I kind of want to. I kind of want to start following hoop sport. I kind of want to get into it. It seems really cool uh, and exciting, and the players are really so, cool, and the, um, and the moves what? are awesome, and the plays no. are cool. Sorry, I saw a Brooklyn Nets game when I was in New York. It was what? awesome. I saw Steph Curry play. I kind of want to get in the rap. The Toronto Faptors. Why are really did good. you? What? Toronto Faptors are like first in the in the NBA but, like, right now. You're gonna get in. What do you mean get into? I just think I'm kind of I come I'm kind of interested in hoops. No, I kind of want to get into. No, it. Can no, we expand our no. world of other sport. I'm not. No, I'm not okay with this. What's wrong with hoops? Sport? What do you mean the the, the cool. Nets? Their name is the Nets. I mean, yeah, I, saw, I was in Brooklyn, so I saw. Them. So you watched a Nets game? Yeah, it's not a name for a team. That's the name of a, a of a infrastructure of a sport. Imagine if you were the fucking point. you were the fucking uh, Seattle Ice. If you were the uh, Wyoming goalposts, the Wyoming posts, the Salt Lake City Sticks. That's not a name. You can't base a team off of the fucking pieces of inanimate objects. I'm not saying I want to follow no, but, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I want to follow the Toronto you, Faptors, you, probably, but oh. the LeBronto Faptors. Sorry. <sighs> LeBronto Faptors. I'm just saying, I kind of want to start following. I can't. Sport, so I can't. I think I'm going to start watching. I can't the hear games. this. This is exactly the opposite of what World of Other Sport is meant to be. I have to. I have to move on. For the first time in the history of this podcast, based on just sheer love of the game. I have no choice but to move on and way before we were planning to, skipping all of the things that we wanted to talk about before this episode was right. going to end, I have to cue the Hockey Sport Podcast theme music and end this episode right now. Do you want to do horoscopes? No, no, no horoscopes. You don't get any plays of the day. You get nothing. I'm going to start watching it. No, you're not going to. No. I like when no. you shoot well, the threes. No. The dunks are cool. Look what you've done. Look what you've done. Sports kind of LeBron James. It's kind of cool. Well, that brings us to the end of this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. No, everyone. no, you don't get to talk. You don't get to talk. You think that you're a part of this? Go start your own podcast. Shoot the three. Look at that dunk. Name. One person. James Gandolfini. Ugh. I don't know. I don't even know how to call you on that because I don't care. The dribbling's cool. I know that we talked earlier today about the possible end of the lineage of the Hockey Sport Podcast. And I, I just, I never thought it would come to this. But here we are. I think that the podcast is dead. I'll meet you in the middle. Let's start watching lacrosse. I can take that. European hand sport. Okay, you went too far. We're done.